Hi there. Thank you for hopping by and listening to my podcast today. This is Marsha. I'm a digital marketer and copywriter by day and a Batman by night. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, well, I'm just a normal person, a human being, uh, a mother, a daughter, a sister, and someone who is really curious about digital development. And apart from that, I'm also very curious about a whole bunch of stuff like cultural uh, topics, um, writing, parenting, food and drinks, staying healthy, although I wish I was healthier, fitness, although I wish I was fitter, <laughs> yeah, the likes. But okay, <laughs> well, today's topic is actually pretty interesting to me because I kind of, you know, um, uh, kind of read a little about it and it's minimalism. I've heard a lot about minimalism uh, and it's been quite some time. Uh, so it's like a decade worth of, ex- uh, of just reading basically, not experiences. I've not tried any of those uh, recommendations so far. But yeah, so people, it's about, you know, uh, people have been telling me about, you know, how you have to be a minimalist and that's the way the world is going and stuff like that. And they produce just a small, like a mason jar worth of trash for months. And then some families I discovered, they they were uprooting their whole family and they were living in cabins and there were also meat lovers who who turned completely vegetarian oh well those were major stuff that i thought hmm i might want to go into it but yeah as it turns out it didn't work out you know i tried doing it really i did but i failed every time i tried so uh, yeah today together with you let's walk into the world of minimalism and understand what it takes the reasons behind the leap into the less traveled path and how we normal lesser human beings can slowly participate in this movement without overhauling our entire lives i think it'd be kind of interesting Well, at one point I was thinking to myself, when did this whole minimalism thing become a thing, right? Because I think it should be about like eight years ago um, that I read an article in a magazine and then there were like a bunch of people who kind of like, basically it was an article about... um, the conservation of earth and how you know climate change is really it really needs our attention so yeah that was what uh yeah uh showed me opened the door to to the world of minimalism for me so one of the things that really threw me off about being a minimalist was the expounding of too many things that I'm already used to. Being a mom raising boys in the, this modern day of age and I we're all pretty much living in comfort. 
you know, their devices, this computer, and of course, this in the internet. As I dug a little deeper into it, partly because I was getting tired of consumerism. Yeah, and I had little money for materialism anyway. Um, and yet, so I found out a whole host of things that did not have anything with, you know, no owning of a vacuum cleaner, which I assumed, or uh, eating only vegetables, or uh, living without a refrigerator, or not owning a home. So apparently, as I read more and more into it, uh, it became clear to me that that's not what minimalism is all about. And I bumped into this website, actually, it's called The Minimalist, clear as day what the website is about. And it's run by two surprisingly, two men who were trying to spread the message of minimalism and, and its meaning, you know, and I guess um, they found out that a lot of people did had misconceptions about it and didn't understand the full meaning of what the, the concept of minimalism is. And surprisingly, in short, minimalism is mostly about freedom. They say that it's the freedom they were t- about uh, not caring about the things you owned and then not care not caring about the things you don't own and then not caring about throwing everything you love away or not caring about what people thought your life should be like. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but essentially those were my takeaways. You might have a different takeaway. You know, go visit the website. It's just called theminimalist.com. Okay, so yeah. So a couple of years ago, I tried something that I have never thought possible before which was throwing things away. It sounds simple enough, but it's so difficult for me. I personally have a major problem with this. I hog a lot. <laughs> I, I tend to attach myself to a lot of things, like everything from my bed frame to my couch to my books, everything that I own that's not already like falling apart. So the concept of living a minimalist life, I do have a problem pronouncing minimalist. Uh, It's quite a mouthful for me. Uh, uh, It's about understanding that you or we were born simple and we we intend to return to the natural order of things. For example, you don't have to have the latest iPhone and know that you can live without it. And if you only have one laptop to share among all the family members in your home, that is more than enough. And if your friends are traveling all around the world and showing their, off their lives on Instagram, the minimalist would understand that it's great for them, but you don't really need to be a jet setter to be happy. You know, I think that's great. You know, so while raising my my kids, uh, I would feel every mom guilt in the world when people either compared my boys, uh, because they they don't. Okay, here here's the back background. Okay, in Malaysia or in some part other countries in the world, uh, being multilingual is kind of like uh, uh, the norm. You basically switch within. Uh, 
between languages or dialects pretty quickly within the same conversation and within the same group of friends and in within the same outing so yeah so my boys were they speak english i speak english this is our first language and it's their mother tongue so uh yeah they don't know any other language other than english so yeah so what other kids who played uh who were playing piano or was beco- becoming the best rugby or soccer player in the school team or was a cheerleader my kids were not <laughs> so when their cousins had the latest nintendo games or consoles i would beat myself up time and time again and i felt resentment for for that too because i couldn't afford one yeah i hung on to those feelings for a very long time well for the period that they were growing up and that's a pretty damn long time they're about they're 22 and 20 now you know and i was feeling absolutely miserable and downright useless so when i read about minimalism it was quite a breath of fresh air it told me that simplicity is not a task is not a goal nor is it a destination it's just the ability of letting go of everything like wow <laughs> So this brings me to the question of why do people do it? Can minimalism bring you happiness? Does, you know, uh, a minimalist lifestyle reduce anxiety? That's very very important to me um because um I've dealt with both anxiety, uh depression and panic attacks. So And probably why I I you know dug into this uh, topic strange topic uh in the first place right so what i discovered was when when you explore a little deeper into why people go into uh into minimalism it seems as though that they were looking for a way to be happier tada <laughs> according to some experts minimalism is actually a tool not just a way of life um and it can help you find the freedom from fear worry guilt and help you uh from become becoming overwhelmed there you have your answer right well i have my answer uh well, i saw this, this question on quora the other day and, and quite recently too and it was like uh the question went, went like this you know does minimalism stop you from being anxious and depressed well same question as me you know i never really thought about it that way um when i first discovered the concept of minimalism it was through a vi- youtube video it was through an article it was in a magazine you know so i never really thought much about it you know um as ignorant as i was i thought it was just throwing stuff away and not needing the latest gadgets in the market yeah like you know i don't need an iphone <laughs> I don't need a new laptop but interestingly living a minimalist life releases you from the common trappings of consumer culture that we sometimes build around ourselves knowingly or unknowingly you know and that according to the report was real freedom 
not just freedom from your nagging parents or freedom from your boss. The problem with us uh, uh, normal people, we tend to put too much meaning um, behind living up to other people's standards. And that is so true. It messes up our expectations of ourselves, aka owning material possessions. And, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, um, traveling to exotic countries. In my personal opinion, this is absolutely true. Sometimes we become so absorbed into owning something we don't need at all that we we are ready to forsake our health, our relationship, our, you know, our passions and even our own personal growth. At the expense of the people around us, we succumb to the call of the world of consumerism because it's everywhere around us. Let's not deny this. We see it like for me, I saw it in a magazine, I read it in books and I see it on television, I hear it on radio and I obviously I see it on YouTube too. So yeah, we get absorbed into this vortex of consumerism I sometimes kind of like I wish I didn't go that way you know so let's look at you know what what some minimalists do you know some of them don't own cars or homes they are free from such so-called burdens of life if that's the way you want to do it I think it's great not having debt in fact is is always great I say <laughs> And it's absolutely okay if you want to own a car on the flip side or have a career or if you want to own a home, you want to raise a family uh, or you want to give your kids the latest game console, that's fine too. You know, it's still a part of minimalism according to uh, what I've read so far. Well, the point of minimalism is to allow you to make decisions more consciously and deliberately. To understand that there are things that you have to live without and it is perfectly fine. And that is so cool. The answer to the question of whether minimalism helps you become a happier person, it seems as though that it is a personal choice. Some minimalists are still CEOs of big companies while others don't own a home and they travel the world. They, they literally have like um, kind of like the, the grand total of 50 stuff and uh, everything that they own can be fit into a luggage and they, they'll just, you know, um, you know, pack the bags and go, you know. Others choose to live in a tiny house with only basic necessities. That's pretty cool too. The common denominator is that they made conscious decisions to have what they have and they live purpose-driven lives. On whether it is possible to become happier when we live a minimalist life, we need to remind ourselves that it is a mindfulness tool. It is a way to rid ourselves of things that are considered accesses in favor of things that are important to us. 
in doing so, we are in a better position to focus on what's important. And this, I think, could be what led people to live to living happier and more fulfilled and more free lives. You know, so if, for example, uh, some people uh, think that living a minimalist life, you don't have children, right? I, I, I've read something like that in a way, you know, uh, and but it's okay if you want to have children. I think that's because you, it's not a part of something that you consider an excess to your life it's a part that makes you happy so i think that's cool and based on that uh, and that the report and the article i guess you can safely conclude that when done right minimalism does lead to happier people who have less anxiety and suffer less depressive episodes So how do people do it? What does it take? What is a trash can minimalist? <laughs> well, living a minimalist life, honestly, is an intimidating concept. It sounds a whole lot like getting rid of everything you value in life or throwing away everything you own or maybe even like alienating your family and friends. That sounds horribly scary. <laughs> uh but they, um, as I read on uh, about what, how, and why they did it, uh, they did give us uh, a word of warning that it is not an easy task as a first step. But as you progress through the journey, it gets easier, more rewarding, and uh, hence you, you become a happier person along the way. And according to some minimalists, they struggle, even they, you know, the most determined minimalists in the world, they struggled in the beginning, and that's comforting to know. It's often a little, because the concept of, you know, throwing everything away and not needing anything modern or um, associated with modern life, it's, it's radical, because it, it involves a change in mindset. The hardest thing to change in your life, your mind. And you need to want it and have the resolve to stick with it. And perhaps the first thing we need to understand is that the minimalist life of a 20-year-old will be quite different from the minimalist life of a 70-year-old. But although they are different, because, because the priorities are different, right? So although they are different um, as an outcome or how, they, how their lifestyles are, they embrace one concept and it leads to the same place, which is a place with more time, more money, more meaning in life, and more freedom. Sounds great. When asked how do we start living a minimalist life, they answered with a very simple question. And they asked, how might your life be better 
if you owned fewer material possessions. Now, Joshua Becker, together with his family, started off by donating, recycling, and removing personal possessions they thought they uh, they thought did not bring significant happiness to them. It was an intentional journey to own fewer stuff, and it's such such an admirable thing to do. Um, this this is because um I still have in my home <laughs> on a personal front right a piano that does not work anymore because it was my first piano ever side note it was my dream to own a piano because i've i've loved music all my life i sang for a living and i envied as a child uh friends who had pianos and guitars at their disposal i had none of that so and did um becker he he also shared uh, with his readers that um, becoming a minimalist was not an overnight thing. So don't expect that. It is a very bold and very determined and courageous move. It is, however, a rational and dedicated decision to try to lead a more meaningful life. I think that makes perfect sense. On the side note, the writer for ZenHabits.net, um, Leo Batuta, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, I'm probably screwing it up somewhere. <laughs> he has six kids and he loves, his, he loves to run, quit smoking, which is life-changing for him. He began waking up early in the morning and created a si- simple system to become more organized. He embarked on a journey to eat more healthily, worked a full-time job while freelancing, wrote a novel, took control of his finances, eliminated his debts and saved more. He lost weight, became a vegan, and he started commuting to work by bike. He emphasized, however, it was not an overnight thing. Oh, you see that the parallel there? He did these things over a long period of time. He just had a blast about, you know, about adding new challenges all the time. Some of, uh, you know, um, the minimalists that I read about, they had a, a kind of a, like a system or um, a challenge for people to follow through so that it's a little bit easier, systematic, and effective. But it's scary nonetheless, right? So they told us that uh, you can turn this into a daily challenge. Uh, So for example, for 20 days, you can get rid of things. On day one, for example, you get rid of one thing. On day two, you get rid of two things. Day three, you get rid of three things, so on and so forth. So by day 20, you'd be getting rid of 20 things in your home or life. Wow, okay. So putting things into perspective, that would hurt me a lot. But I think 
I can imagine throwing away like 20 pieces of clothing I don't wear anymore or that I can't fit into anymore by day 20. I have a ton of them. Well, there's also something called um, the trash can minimalist, which is basically a reference to people who produce very little trash every day. They recycle, they bring their own Tupperware or the container or mason jar or whatever it is for basic stuff like food, grocery supplies, and even detergent. In the, co in the course of a month, the total trash they produce can fit into one single mason jar. It's so amazing. I, I saw this YouTube video and it, it like just blew my mind. I don't think I can ever do it because I've tried it. Uh, and it was close to impossible because we still bought goods from the store, from the grocery store or the supermarket. I had condiments for cooking that came in a huge bottle or a large jar. And to top it off, where I live, there aren't that many recycling centers or places where I can purchase condiments and food stuff in bulk bringing my container with it and all, right? And lugging it back home, it's, it's not easy. However, it's encouraging that these types of establishments are sprouting up around everywhere near where I live. It means that um, something's taking shape or uh, uh, people are more receptive to the idea. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a hassle honestly but I continue to challenge myself and my schedule to do this <laughs> it's still it's still an ongoing thing so I would like to ask you would you embark on this challenge yourself in order to start living a minimalist life now that you've heard what I've had to say about how these people started off you know living a minimalist life and would it be worth it for you Let's spend some time thinking about it. So one of the most interesting things that I've discovered about minimalism is, is there such a thing as minimalism in moderation? Oh. Um, and I found out a whole bunch of stuff, um, and I'll share them with you in case you're thinking about them. Well, living a minimalist life doesn't have to be the kind of thing that keeps you awake at night or make you think that it is, you know, an end all, it's all or nothing kind of thing. Apparently, it is possible to be a moderate minimalist, and that's interesting to me. And a big step to take uh, if you're not already a moderate minimalist is to become a critical consumer interesting before purchasing something you think you need ask yourself not just once or twice or three or four times before you decide to invest in something think about it many many more times than that you know give yourself a couple of weeks or a month to think about it if it's a huge investment. Um, is there an alternative? You ask yourself, can you live without it? If you have it, how, how will it change your life? Um, does not having it affect the quality of your, of your life, your relationship, your job, or the way you think or behave? Will it save you money in the long run? Yeah, these are 
absolutely crucial questions you can ask yourself, you know, before you embark on being a minimalist. Think about it every time before you buy something. And I think it's an important mindset to adopt when you start this journey, I guess. Some people believe that minimalism is the creation of some rich people who can afford to spread a message that rides um, rides on something else that is popular, a trend. I have seen some people who try to do outreach programs about being minimalist after leaving their corporate jobs. And, well, honestly, I didn't care much about their tone and the way they presented it, yeah lifestyle choice i also thought little about how quick they were to judge others who either cannot afford to or don't care for living leaving everything behind you can go to reddit uh, and read all about what people think about some minimalists it's so interesting how ideas clash in such a big stage on such a big stage you know it's the internet everyone can read it I think everyone has their own personal opinions well, about how they want to live their lives. And I, for myself, I make a personal concerted effort not to judge others. You know, we, we don't know their age, the size of their family, personalities of their family and family members and friends, what is required for them to carry out their jobs or if they love traveling, etc. So a good place to start is moderation. It means finding your own baseline and working yourself around that baseline. When you do a search, for example, just do this, do a search on the types of minimalist. You'll be astounded the same way I was. There are so many different types of minimalists out there and they're classified in their own ways. Example, people who don't care much about aesthetics, so they do away with makeup or excessive furniture in their homes. There are also minimalists who care about the environment. And for the most part, um, they do their best to reduce their carbon, carbon footprint by buying and eating organic food, going vegan, reducing waste and use, and of course, reducing the use of one use, one-off plastics, stop printing documents, or they don't even change their electronic devices unless it's completely broken. And on the other end of the spectrum would be the extreme minimalist who knows exactly how many black shirts he or she has got in his or her closet and and swinging the other way there's also the adventurous minimalists who prefer to own nothing but their but they use their uh, money to travel the world instead it's um, for the adventurous minimalists I guess it's understandable because it's hard to travel when you have pets or children to care for at home or if you have tons of debts to pay off <sighs> happens if i were to put myself into one box one single box which is what i hate to do i'd say i'm more frugal than anything else 
I don't have though I don't really have a choice because raising kids on my own isn't easy. There are always bills, and sometimes I don't know when money is coming in or if people will support me at all. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I think it definitely made me um, become a more conscious spender. But with the pandemic, um, let me just, um, I have to bring this up. Otherwise, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, not being transparent. So let me say that the ease of which one can purchase stuff on the internet and have it delivered right to your doorstep, it was so attractive, which was what happened during the peak, peak of the pandemic. It changed my mindset a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I bought more stuff and more stuff because, yeah, it was uh, on the internet and, um, yeah, you couldn't go anywhere. So I was just sitting around shopping online. So, yeah, that happened. But uh, another side of it, uh, I've tried to grow my own food, but sadly I have a purple or a blood red thumb. Because I kill almost everything I try to grow. I tried my best to grow food so that I can pick them off and eat them and use them in the kitchen and stuff like that. But no, no matter how hard I try, it didn't happen. So I really envy those who have it in them to grow their own food because not only is it healthy, it's pretty darn good for the environment and the wallet, of course. So if if you're thinking about you know, minimalism as a new way of life, but don't really think extreme minimalism is the way to go for you and your family. I think finding a balance between your needs and your new mindset is a good way to start. At the end of at the end of the day, I think what matters. Sorry, but I'm having a really bad nose right now. <laughs> Uh, I think what matters most is for you to find a way to live that doesn't bother you, harm the environment, endanger your family, or make you overspend on things you don't need. I like the benefit of owning fewer things because I don't think I can keep up with the upkeep of things. Because the more you own, the more money you spend, the more you think, the more you stress. I once thought that life revolved around a home I owned. It was everything to me because I've raised my kids there since they were toddlers and the thought of selling it killed me every single time. At the end of the day, when I finally made the decision to move to a new place which I don't own, which means I rent, there were so many things that I hung on to because they held memories, not because they were valuable to me or contributed to my life now, but they, because it held memories. So in other words, I had a lot of clutter, more than I knew what to do with. In fact, people I know tend to give me their used items. Most of the time, I would out of the kindness of their hearts, of course, because they knew I didn't like wasting money and I didn't have a lot of money to waste to begin with. But I find it kind of funny, actually, that someone like me, 
frugal and careful about spending turned out to be someone who has been working in the world of marketing for the past 20 odd years. My job is to encourage people to spend, to convince them that they needed something, anything in real life. However, I am a completely different person. Go figure. So I was looking around about uh, for some facts about minimalism that, that I can use and I saw something that was really interesting that I thought I'd share here. Does minimalism have anything you know to contribute towards uh, one's mental health? Well, unsurprising to me, practicing minimalism has many benefits because um, looking at the act of um, just decluttering alone, um, we can also derive countless benefits it will bring, including, you know, uh, mental health. So instead of viewing minimalism as an extreme change in your life or a do-or-die overall overhaul of your life, think of it as a holistic change. By introducing new concepts into your life, it will invite positive emotions into it and it it shows because you know some minimalists experience less stress and anxiety overall and they are also more there's also more happiness and fulfillment in my personal opinion therefore uh, it could have something to do with having less to worry about while I'm not ready myself, I'm personally, uh, I'm not ready to di- ditch everything in my life. I think I may be in for um, you know, a ride when trying to decide what I can do and can live without. I'm ready to have fewer things or thoughts weighing me down when I'm trying to make a decision. For example, you know, when I'm trying to move into a new place. The, um, the biggest worry for me, uh, as stupid as it sounds, were my precious furniture and uh, my refrigerator. It's so dumb. They've been with me thick and thin. My, my sofa, my you know, washing machine is dumb. <laughs> should I just go? Should I go on? You see how dumb it, that can sound? But yes, that was precisely what I was thinking when um, I was one, trying to make a decision if the fridge should continue to serve me in the new place. Uh, bear in mind, I had an option. Another change that I personally think will benefit a lot of people is to limit time on social media. I know you've heard it a lot of times. I know it goes keeps coming up on my feed and, and all of that. Uh, I feel that a lot of modern people spend way too much too much time on social media. Uh, I cannot do it myself because I am a part of the problem uh, uh being a digital market digital marketer and copywriter and social media manager. So yeah, I I contribute to the, to the problem, but for users and users like yourself who are who don't do not run these platforms and it's not a part of your job um don't waste too much time going through stuff that are not important 
and if they don't contribute to your life or you know improve your productivity it's probably you're better off not you know going through all of that and the worst thing about it is that we don't even notice the seconds the minutes and the hours that simply ticking away you know um I just feel that it's sad sometimes, you know, I'm scrolling through my social media and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like two hours later and then I realize, oh my God, that's how much time I've spent on Instagram or Facebook, you know. Uh, with a little bit more time taken away from um, spending on social media, we can actually spend that time, I think, deliberating on things, important things or focus on doing things that actually really, really bring us joy. One one good example is this. Being overwhelmed doesn't give you the time, space, and resources to think of anything else, um, anything about whatever's bothering you. But when you're free, you have the time to think of others. This makes you a more compassionate person who is more able to help others in need. And everyone can agree that Helping others brings joy into your life. It always feels better giving than receiving. So let's be honest about that one, right? So if we have the time and space and resources and the mindset to actually contribute to society or become a better person or just give a little bit bit of what we have to the people in need, it, it really does make a difference. And of course, I know we live in a hustle culture. I do that too when I work. But I think it's also about being disciplined about the need to focus on yourself. A good manager, a business owner, or a leader will know that when we allow the people who work for us time to be happy, they actually perform better. So after spending some time with your fam- their family and friends, they-, they will experience a heightened level of commitment, focus, and of course, productivity. So yes, I think incorporating some concepts of minimalism into our lives can have a very positive impact on our mental health. So, well, just like that, we've come to the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I had writing and talking about this topic. It's a topic that is close to my heart because I've always wondered how I can improve my living space and my mind while quitting my job, selling my home and car, or leaving all my books behind is impossible at this point in my life. Um, I'm ready to look around to see if there are things I can actually live without. And while I embark on this new journey, maybe you can join me too. So it's bye for now from me, Marsha, and and thank you for listening. If you're curious, you can find me at the link on my podcast, which will bring you to my websites, blogs, social media accounts, and my mailing list. Whichever is your favorite flavor, I say. I'm online most of the time. See you in, in the next episode. And in the meantime, take care, stay healthy, and happy always. See ya. Bye.